fuck with the chuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, jeez. Going pretty good. Just assembled a fucking uh, barbecue pit right nice. before I called you. Oh, yeah. Oh, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, you know, I really, man, I really appreciate this shit because, you know, Cabal is not really like a legitimate podcast, but like we do stuff every once in a while and it's not like very professional and we just, we don't have like an intro and that kind of shit. We just kind of just, we wing it, man. It's just a wing it. We're, we're not exactly professional either. Uh, you know, for me, I consider you guys professionals. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I got to tell you, dude, that, that episode you guys did, um, Unusual suspects. I'll tell you, I've never seen the flick. Uh, it's kind of something that's always passed me by. But oh, really? After, yeah. I, um, my my uncle's a big fan of it. But uh, when you mentioned that um, Del Toro was like, basically, he, <laughs> uh, he 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 got he watched Dick Tracy and got his uh, <laughs> his ideas from old Bumbles there, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. I was like, I gotta see this fucking movie, man. <laughs> He's definitely so. the best part. I want to see it. I've always something I've always wanted to see. I just never got a chance to see it. So, um, well, I don't know how it's with all me. the recent spacey revelations. Oh my god, the space! Yeah, you know, it's I like spacey, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like I, I kind of pretty much agree with you guys. Like, you know, he's got his ups and downs, like most people. But I mean, like as a as an actor, yeah. Uh, but um, you know, I never he was never a guy who I was like, yeah, spacey. I don't fucking want to see that. But I mean, you know. You guys pretty much covered one of the best spacing movies, L.A. Confidential. So, yeah, he's, you know. it, it's like night and day those two movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing I, the only thing I know about Usual Suspects is the Kaiser Association. You know, plus like uh, what Scary Movie Two and shit with Dewey or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's about as far as I go with the Kaiser Association stuff. So I don't know too much about it, but I always wanted to watch it. It's one that's always kind of surpassed me. So. It's still worth checking out. I'm gonna check it out. It's on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think so. I might watch it. <laughs> I like. I like most of the dudes in that movie. So I mean, I love Gable Byrne. He's great. You know. So, um, what's his name from? Uh, what's his, from Entourage? I mean, he's whatever. But he's he's a crazy guy. I don't know his name. Um, I forget his name now. The actor he plays like he was an Aces. You know, guys. I think you guys covered. Um, uh, was it uh, Aces or something? Aces. Aces? Smoking Aces recently too. I remember sitting at the theater with my dad. And he was just like fucking blown away. He's like, "Whoa, man, this is so badass!" <laughs> you know, so it's been a while. Who it is? Yeah, he's an entourage. He's like the. He's kind of like the guy. He's kind of like the agent guy in Entourage. I never watched that show. I just know that he's oh, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. You know what I'm talking remember. about? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember his name either. So now it's gonna bug me. It's yeah, it's driving me crazy too. I. I Known his name all, any other Jeremy day Piven. like Pivens, yeah, Pivens, who apparently is also, I guess, a scumbag too. I don't, all these people are coming out, turning out to be scumbags. I don't know. Well, he's not, so. he's kind of always had a reputation for being a shithead. Has he? Okay, I didn't. I don't know. I just all these allegations are coming out, and it's like, wow, you know, it's, it's incredible to me. I saddened. <laughs> I shouldn't be saddened because it's Hollywood, but still. You know, some of these people you grew up with and stuff, you know, I already know Mel is insane, but, you know, that happened a long time ago, and I've always heard about that, so. Yeah. But, uh, it's bound to happen um, when you've been 
Hollywood royalty for that long. Exactly. You get uh, you get cocky, man, like old Weinstein over there, dude. So. Plus, he can fucking the, do anything. From what I understand about Mel Gibson, his dad is fucking batshit insane. I believe so. it, dude. I believe it. Like fun, like he's that's where all the fundamentalist Christian stuff comes from. Yeah, that's definitely something you were you were raised on. It's something you. It's, it's not something you just all of a sudden have. So, I believe it. it definitely came from his father. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how this works, man. Since you're going to be recording this time, and I'm not, you know, with the tape recorder thing, I just kind of like I call you like on your phone, and I just push the record button it takes like a couple of seconds and I, it starts recording we're already uh, recording oh shit okay cool <laughs> fucking jeff jeff will figure all this shit out then everybody he, he's I, the I, editor I can, guy i can if you want i can just chop the front end off of it before i send it to you absolutely not it's great <laughs> i love it um not a chance to get to talk with you like just dude to dude so it's pretty amazing um so uh well um I guess we'll just—I guess I'll just ask you about. Uh, well, you know, since we're already recording, um, and it's not like a professional show, obviously. Again, uh, we're going to be talking about the first three Child's Play flicks. I, I mean, I wanted to talk about the first three because I didn't want to talk about. It. I mean, I, I love all of them. I'm sure we'll wanted... talk about other stuff as well with those. Movies. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's hard not to like retroactively kind of, you know, compare the first three to the to the later entries, right? Yeah, exactly. I just actually I bought that um, that seven uh, disc collection or whatever, and I actually watched uh, Seed. The last time I saw Seed was in the theater when I worked at the theater. I actually got I did like a an overnight shift, and I watched it like six o'clock in the morning. They did a uh, they were doing a test a test print, and they were like, "Hey, somebody's going to test Seed of Chucky." And I was like, "I'll do it." So I went in there and watched it like six o'clock in the morning, like just fucking like dazed. And I watched that. It was the last time I watched it, and I just rewatched it uh, just past week. And uh, it's hilarious. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I did the flip flop on those two. I, I did always you? Thought, I I didn't really love Seed when I first saw it, but on rewatches, uh, Bride came down and Seed went way up. I think Seed comes down quite a bit with the uh, the old metal, the new age metal. There, it's got a lot of that in there. It's got a lot of that. I don't know what's his name. Uh, is it Ronnie Ronnie You? Yeah. Who directs? Yeah. 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 I can really, he's, his stamp is all over, like, just like Freddy versus Jason, he's, you can really see, like, it's the same director, yeah. big time. Um, you know, with the Rob, there's a bunch of Rob Zombie in there and stuff, which I'm, I'm not a fan of, obviously, so, um, yeah. But, uh, it's got some cool stuff here and there, it's, it's, I, I'm with you though, man, when I first saw it on, on, on tape back in the day, I thought it was really cool, uh, just to see Chucky again, because I didn't realize that it had, had been so long between three and four. So, yeah, that's true. I, I didn't really think about, I, hadn't, I haven't thought about that in a long time. It's like I think it's what ninety eight or something like that when when Bride of Chucky came out mm-hmm. and like eighty eight or whatever when when Child's Play three was out. So it's a long time. Uh, three is ninety one. That's still ninety one. Okay, though. seven years a long. So, time. Yeah, it's a long time. It pretty much killed it for a while. Uh, which I'll just, I'll say you know before we get to it, I love like three is my favorite. So we'll talk about three. Once we get there, but um, so I want to ask you, man. Like, you know, we come, we come from kind of the same world. We love, we love uh, all these flicks and shit. Um, kind of, how did you get into the first Child's Play? When did you first see it? Uh, Child's Play Two is probably the first one that I saw as a kid. But all right, I mean, I saw that when it came out, so I would have been eight, probably. Yep. 
Uh, there's a chance I saw the first one. I literally, I've seen these movies so many times, I don't remember the first time seeing them. I do remember, like, yeah. VHSs and, like, renting them fairly constantly. The series, for me, is, like, it's, like, it's top tier in my books. It's it's a series that I've yeah. loved since I was a kid. And oddly yeah. enough, like, I was never scared of Freddy or Jason or any of those characters. But for some reason, when I was a little kid, Chucky scared the shit out of me. Even though these <laughs> movies are pretty goofy. Dude, Although, I, the first one, the first one is legit. Like, it's a legit it, horror movie. It's a legit... That movie's... That is a, like... Uh, it's a top... It's top tier, man. It's, it's a legitimately awesome, like... Uh, I, I would... Some would consider it a classic. I would consider it a classic at this point, for sure. Yeah. It's a very well-made movie. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm with you, man. Freddy never scared me. Jason never, never scared me. But something about... I think it was a thing where... Um, I, I, our age, our age differences aren't far, too far apart, but I remember when like Tulsa or Crypt came out, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Crypt Keeper, uh, that whole, like the anime, the way the animatronics moved and something about that and something about the way, I, but, I mean, I, I found this out later on, that this is the same, the same, uh, special effects guy who created, uh, the Crypt Keeper created, uh, Chucky. Oh, I didn't know and that. actually. Check this out, though, dude. The eye, the eyeballs from Chucky are yeah. the same eyeballs in uh, Crypt Keeper. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, but like something about those two things really freaked me out. So, the, so like every time when I was a kid, I hear the 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 Crypt Keeper, the the Tales Crypt music came on, the other when that would come on, it would scare the shit out of me. Like I'd hide <laughs> in my room under my covers and shit. And the same thing with Chucky because I think my first, well, I, uh, I had this uncle. Uh, he was a big horror fan back in the day, and uh, my parents had him watch me uh, for a night, and the first movie he showed me was Child's Play. So uh, when my mom came home, my mom and dad came back home, like, probably, like, almost halfway through or something like that, and they were like, Dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're showing our son. Our son he's, I, I must have been, like, five years old at the time or something. Child's Play? Like, so I remember that dis- distinctively, that, that scene of with Catherine Hicks and like she's like talk to me goddamn it and he's like you fucking bitch you cut all this crazy shit I'm like that, that stuck with my mind in my mind yeah when he all these like, years later rewatching it um, this past October like I had forgotten how long they delay him sort of manifesting fully as Jackie yeah. and yeah. Uh, that that moment is pretty effective. It's super effective. That, I love so, the so Chucky vile. scream face like that. The, oh man! You can tell it's like the, a separate rig. I think mm-hmm. for whenever mm-hmm. he screams, <laughs> and I love that fucking face. It's awesome, dude. I, I I'm uh you know after I don't remember what episode it was you guys talking, but um it might have been the recent one or the usual suspects one. But like when you were talking about uh you know Brad Dourif when he's got that he's got like the best scream i've always said that brad dwarf's had like the best fucking scream in cinematic history man it's the it's one of a kind and you feel like the hate like yeah. <laughs> come out of chucky man and when it, when he blows up on Catherine, it's, a, it's fucking real dude it's brutal like um you feel it like i, I think you're right i think they have a separate rig because you know um, with the animatronic, like, you know, if you know anything about, Grim- like, Gremlins or something like that, like Gizmo or something like that, they always had, like, separate, like, for close-up shots or yep. certain emotions and shit. So when you see that <laughs> that anger face, which he does a lot, like, in Timber 2, which is great, mm-hmm. um, it's it's the bees and knees, man. I, I'm with you. I want to fucking, 
a big ass bust of his face in my room on a shelf. It'd be amazing. <laughs> well, and, and that first one, like, I, it kind of makes me like a little bit bummed going forward that they spend so much time fleshing him out and like building his backstory. Like it's obviously you have to do that when you're dealing with a franchise that runs like seven entries and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, the earlier iteration of Chucky before he like got jokey, like, I don't mind the quips and stuff, but like when they start to make him the main character in the, in the, the, fourth and fifth entries as much as i like those movies i like him better as sort of like actually Psych a nasty person? a nasty serial killer whereas they I try like, and make him likable later on right yeah i like that too I, I, that's it's kind of like you're saying anything that's that, that's popular to a franchise and eventually again to start fleshing out uh, his backstory, which I think his backstory, is, in my opinion, is pretty much summed up in the first one. I don't think I don't see any reason, even though like Curse, uh, Curse is cool and gives you some gives you a way more backstory on that one. I don't I don't really think that we need it because if you know anything about serial killers, I mean, they're not super deep. No, so we don't really need to know that much about Charles Lee Ray. I mean, besides he's the you know he's the uh, what did he what did he call the the, the Strangler, the I forget what it's called. Yeah, I can't um, remember what his serial killer name was. It's like the North Coast Strangler or something, something like that. But like, well, I, I he, like that they sort of established his background in the first one just by showing you where he lived and his shitty accomplice and like the grungy neighborhood he lived in and all that stuff. Like, he yeah, comes exactly. off like a pure fucking gross scumbag. Yeah, he's like a he's he's almost like a what's his name uh, Richard Ramirez or some shit. Kind of just mm-hmm. living on the street. <clears throat> he's got no place to go. He kind of like jumping jumping in cars, stealing cars and shit. He's yeah. got like nothing connected. So like, yeah, that's definitely what Charles E. Ray is, had always been to me. Um, now I like I like to talk a little bit about um, what's his name. Uh, oh, geez, I just forgot his name all of a sudden. Oh, Chris Sarandon. Oh, he's uh, awesome. I think Chris Sarandon is. Uh, I never understood this. Or even about even with they couldn't bring back either Catherine Hicks or Chris Randon for any of the other films, which blew my mind because the first one's so successful. I don't know why they would come back. They wouldn't come back and be like in the sequel. So, I think it's probably the Tom Holland connection. I assume the Chris Sarandon came along with him off of Fright Night. Okay, um, right. so I'm guessing. I mean, I can understand why they would think. Oh well, turning this killer dolly. Thing and do a franchise maybe isn't something I want to pursue. Like yeah, Chris, Chris Randon's like just he's in that slightly upper echelon of actor. He's not a list sure. or anything, but he's still a fairly respectable dude, and you can see a certain direction with horror franchises. Like you don't know where they're going to go if they start sequelizing them. So if they, yeah, especially when you're going into a, a first sequel, like a second entry, like that often ends up being a step down and then, you know, becomes a slippery slope. It turns into just a bunch of shit, uh, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is, I think yeah. something that like the series managed to dodge and in impressively, like as much as I, I, I don't like a hundred percent the direction they took Chucky. Like there's not, if you're going to keep going in, in like, where are you supposed to go with this series? It's such a stupid concept to begin with. Sure, the fact sure. that they managed to like 
franchise it into seven entries and keep it going for like 20 something years and, yeah. and not make every entry feel like it's just replaying the same bullshit over and over again. Like, you know, yeah. you watch the, the, the Jason movies or the Freddy movies. It's the same movie over and over again. Same with Halloween, I, right? Like they don't agree. really progress that much. Whereas each of these no. entries feels very distinct from the, from each other. And even, even these first three, like they don't, tread the same water and it feels like uh like initially these first three movies i think that the thing that ties them together is uh um andy barkley and the fact that it feels like it's his story right rather than like oh we're we're you know all those other franchises they're more interested in just showing the killer killing more teenagers whereas this is just him being fucking tormented by this fucking doll for three for his, his entire youth uh which is yeah like, that's the thing that differentiates it, I think. No, no, I totally agree. I mean, like, even with even smaller, like, jabs here and there for Andy, even, like, in, like, three, say three, uh, with the pic- the picture, he takes a picture of him and his mom and puts it on his desk, and you can feel, like, you know, he's obviously saddened by it. He's got, he even gets some pretty great words in three where he says, you know, I've been here before, don't worry about me, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can take that how you ever want to, but, you know, if you're invested like we are in these flicks, I mean, it means a lot to us because, you know, Andy, you know, imagine being like fucking six years old and actually seeing like this killer kill like these people around you and like your teacher and shit <laughs> and you're in second grade or whatever and your mom committing suicide basically and just basically ruining your life. And, um, you know, you really feel where he's he has weight to him. You know, he's yeah. got a lot of weight to him, you know, because I, as a kid, I was never big into like the, you know, um, what's the, my buddy, I was never into that stuff or any of the like the cabbage patch shit or anything like that. It was always yeah. more like into action figures and stuff. But like you can see, he's a, he's a single kid, you know, he's a, he's a single child in this house and uh, his mom works a lot and, you know, you, you can see her struggling. You know, it, this is also a film that a really cool time too. And uh, well, not maybe not cool, but it's cool looking time in new york you know yeah. all that stuff when the you know the kind of bum alley looks fantastic you can see how cold everything is in that in that alleyway it's incredible yeah and all that surround all that you know is just this great it gives us this great atmosphere for this thriller because mm-hmm. it's a great i think Charles plays a fantastic thriller yeah i agree there's like that uh, there's some great set piece moments in this movie uh, in particular, like the the sequence with him attacking Chris Sarandon in his cop car is fucking awesome. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's real good. And, and just in this the dialogue that he has back and forth, and like, you, know, you can't hurt me, Eddie. You know, shit like that. It's just, it's really fantastic. Or oh, Mikey, I'm, his name's is Mike. He's like, you can't hurt me, Mikey. It's 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 really great. Him running around. I love I love shots of like it's obviously not. The animatronics is actually somebody wearing like pants, like a small person. (laughs) It's like the best. Yeah, they do Uh, that with um, the overhead shots a lot. The overhead shots, like the scene where Andy's. It's a pretty creepy scene. I mean, I remember being pretty creepy when I was a kid. Even now, even with the music playing in the background, it's very foreboding. But like when when he's looking out of that cell, it's basically a cell, that psychiatric ward that that, uh, Andy's in. He's looking down, you can see like somebody obviously wearing a Chucky suit going up the stairs and shit. It's really well done, man. I mean, he, yeah. um, uh, what, what's Tom Holland gives you ju- gives it just the uh, uh, just the right amount of time to cut away mm-hmm. that you're not like what like this looks bad, but like he does he gives it just the amount of time to be like this is awesome. It looks fantastic. It's like flawless almost. Yeah, 
It's incredible. Yeah, he, he's, he manages the, the, the... Well, I mean, they've always been pretty good about uh, shooting around the animatronics and finding ways to do trick shots and stuff like that. I think, actually, it's funny. The first three are, are the most effective, and, and Seed and Bride, I think, overextend themselves the most. Oh, I agree. Because I agree. they're front and center the entire time, and they're the ones where, like, they're trying to get those dolls and those those things to emote so much, and, and yeah. that's where it starts to falter a little bit, whereas these first three movies, like, they're really clever about picking the right time to, to cut away and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I you know, I, um, that scene where he meets, um, what's his name, the voodoo priestess, the, the priest. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. It's, it's not Eddie, it's obviously not Eddie Caputo. It's, uh, I forget the guy's name, but, like, when he goes and meets him, and then um, afterwards, in the aftermath, uh, when Catherine Hicks and Chris Randy show up, it's very, almost very reminiscent of like fucking Candyman. Yeah, that great set piece where that, where, the, where, where um, what's her name comes out of that that hole in the wall, and it's like this huge face, and it's in a mouth. Mm-hmm. It's very, very reminiscent of that. You can really feel the decay. I mean, I, it looks like the shrink to me. I could be wrong, but I mean, it feels something like that. Uh, but um, when he meets that voodoo priest the first time, he, he's like, "What do you think?" And it's, it's it, the animatronics are so awesome. And you see him sit down yeah. on that ta- on that table t- the kitchen tabletop. And this is so <laughs> I still get chills watching the first one today, man. It's, it's so um, the dialogue is so great, like it's perfect. Like you're right, it's a stupid. <laughs> I mean, going forth, it's a pretty stupid idea. Like, yeah, all right, he's got to find a body, do his voodoo thing, uh, and he jumps into another body. But like this first one, I mean, it's pretty perfect like he comes yeah. he, you know a serial killer finds out uh i mean even with like uh richard ramirez and stuff who's a huge satanist and stuff and kind of believed in all kinds of magic yeah i mean like you can really believe it like this guy would actually believe that maybe possibly somehow this priest is telling me the uh, something that that might be real and i could actually transfer my soul into something some different object and live mm-hmm. forever which is a cool idea. I mean, it's yeah, pretty totally. badass. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I say the, the concept behind Chucky or, and Child's Play is stupid, but yeah, it's, yeah, a testament, it's a testament to the quality of the series that, that something that should be terrible ends up being awesome. Like, it makes, yeah. it, it, it makes it even more impressive that they pull it off so well, because we've seen, like, hundreds of attempts to capitalize oh, yeah. on killer doll movies and... Gremlin knockoffs with the ghoulies and all that kind of stuff. Dolly Dearest. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And you can, you you see, like, Puppet Master. You see how. Dolls. Yeah, Dolls is pretty cool, though. I'm I'm with Dolls. dolls. That's a good one. (laughs) But, like, like you know, you you see a lot of versions of this, and this one is kind of the reigning (laughs) champ of that sort of weird subgenre for a reason, because it's so well done. And I think yeah, it's I think they, because, like, because you have Brad Dourif doing that, like, giving that character life and the quality of the animatronics as well, selling it. So, yeah, I think I think it just came around at the right time, right place, right time, sort of thing, and it all just worked really well. But I think the script didn't the script go through quite a few like rewrites. I wouldn't be surprised. I could see um, trying to take multiple stabs at that. Yeah, I think if you do, you have that first DVD, like. Um, it's not super new. I just got it recently. Um, there's not like a, there's a pretty good amount of special features on it, but there's like a kind of like uh, making of kind of that came out wherever this came out. I don't know where it came out. Probably like 
I don't know, three or four years early, like three or four years ago. I, I literally not, haven't know. owned uh, a version of these movies on anything other than VHS and then this new Blu-ray set. Okay. Did you buy a Blu-ray set? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. Okay, so... That was you a pre-order. It's pre-ordered. Okay, cool, oh, yeah. cool. That's, that's the same one I have, and I just got the DVD version, because I, I picked it up at Walmart for like 20 bucks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you watch that first DVD, you watch the making of, uh, it's got uh, Mancini on there talking about his first script, and then how... They sent it in, and then um, Tom Holland saw it. He took a crack at it, and then somebody else came in, and they took a crack at it, too. So it's a kind of amalgamation of, like, three different dudes. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, I wish I could remember some of the ideas, uh, because Mancini had a totally different idea, almost completely different idea on, like, the Chucky doll. Right. But then, but then you know, what's his name? Uh, when Holland came in, he's like, hey, this is a big, big thing right now called, like, my buddy, and he, like, you know, took he basically used that idea, which is really cool at the time, to take something that's super popular in the mid-'80s and then fucking, you know, make this crazy horror doll story out of it because, you know, like you say, they made seven of them. So, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. My, I actually showed my mom this uh Well, this and, set and funny, funnily enough, more people probably know who Chucky is than know what a my buddy is. Sure, sure, yeah, point. yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um so um, this the first one's basically just about uh, the serial killer Charles Lee Ray who gets killed. Um, his 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 crime partner Eddie Capullo takes off, leaves him behind. He got fucking Eddie. He got Brad Dwarf doing Eddie. It's got a great uh, get a great scream, and uh, he, uh, he's being followed by Chris Randon and his partner into this, this toy store. He ends up getting shot by Chris Randon, and he. You don't see it, but he. Do you see it? I don't remember. Do you see him put the soul, like the lightning, this the the great like matte effect come up of clouds and like lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. uh, the the fucking store explodes and shit, and it's awesome. And then it's just a, it's a, it's kind of, kind of becomes like a revenge story. Him coming back to get uh, Chris Randon, uh, the voodoo priest, and Eddie Capullo. Um, but uh, he ends up you know meeting this kid Andy Barkley and, and becoming friends with him, and then. You know, all hell breaks loose, basically. And that scene is fucking insane, dude, where fucking Andy takes Ch- Chucky downtown Detroit or wherever to this, this dystopia, man. Yeah. And, like, he's like, I got to go take a tinkle, Chucky. I'll be right back. He leaves, and this, like, fucking Chucky goes in, lights, turns on all the burners, man, and just lights this fucking place up. Well, Eddie bl- shoots a gun and fucking explodes, explodes himself, if <laughs> you want to say. But um, it's... um. It's, it's a test uh, Chicago, man. by the way. I think it's probably it's South Chicago. Okay. Chicago. Okay, all right. And then, you know, most people look at these horror movies like uh, they're they're basically just cheesy, not you know, cheesy joke. It's funny. It's from the eighties. I've met plenty of people are just like eh, it's a movie from the eighties. It's funny. It's corny. But like this movie progresses, man. Like, and he doesn't stay with his mom the whole time. And he gets sent to a fucking psych- psychiatric ward, man. It's yeah. insane. He's like he's he's in a prison cell basically. This doc is having sessions with him, and his mom's trying to find a way to get him out and try and give him proof. And it's incredible. It's it's not your average like you know what we were talking about before. You're your knockoff doll movie. It's it's way more advanced than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy gets to see his doc get electrocuted to death. It's pretty great. 
It's a great scene. <laughs> uh, and um, you have these, um, I think you have kind of, it's weird. You have a kind of amalgamation of like goofy, like, uh, you know, Freddie becomes goofy. I don't really know about Jason. Jason, you know, the people mostly around Jason are goofy. Yeah. But like you get that, you get that funny Freddie around uh, four, like, uh, I don't know, four, and you get some of that in three and stuff too. But like, Chucky somehow is able to to stride the line of goofy, well, not goofy, but like uh, funny and super serious at the same yeah. time. Because well, this one, he this one, jokes in this, but yeah, this first one takes it seriously all the way. Yeah, like it plays it completely straight. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he has. Like there's some scene. Is this was that scene in the elevator where he like threading up and the, there's like two old people and they're like, like it's an ugly fucking doll. He's like, <laughs> fuck you, you know. He like, you know, it's there's some goofy, there's some funny jokes like that. But like at the same time, it's also like you're saying, it's like super serious, you know. That I have not seen to this day. I haven't seen to this day. Um, I don't watch a lot of these fucking doll movies and shit. Cause I, you know, I got a kid and he, I. I kind of introduced him to Chucky, so we watch a lot of these, watch dolls. Yeah, um, watch a lot of these kids' uh, doll movies. You know, he li- he likes Night of the Living Dummy, and so it, it all comes from Chucky, pretty much. So, you know, it's um, oh shit, I think I lost my my fucking wife was talking to me just now. I just lost my fucking concentration. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Um, but um, it's a weird. Oh, here it is. When. Chris Sarandon is in the apartment, in uh, Catherine Hicks' apartment, and it's, like, towards the end of the movie. And um, he gets shot. He gets stabbed. And uh, they end up killing uh, Chucky or, quote-unquote, killing Chucky. And his partner comes in, guns fucking drawn, comes in. He's like, everything okay? He's like, no, 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 make sure it's dead. He's, like, tapping on it, tapping on his head and shit, puts it on the, you know, puts it on the TV screen. And his fucking body comes through the, the air conditioning grate and stra- tries to strangle him. And... It's a great scene after they actually shoot him in the heart, and Chris Rennan's like, "You believe me now?" And his partner's like, "Yeah, but who's gonna believe me?" Yeah, and I love that scene because it's like, "Yeah, well, no one ever asked that in, in any of these doll movies." Like, <laughs> it makes so so much sense that like, "Yeah, well, you know, since I saw it and then I made you see it, well, it doesn't mean like just just because two just or three people, us. yeah, two or three people are gonna and a kid." are going to believe everything that we say. I mean, shit, when number t- when we get into number two, like, you know, Catherine Hicks is in a psychic ward. So, I mean, you know, bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah, that whole final sequence is awesome, too. That that burnt, the burnt version of Chucky looks crazy. It's awesome. Chuck, kill him! Kill him! It's fucking, it's great, man. It's, um, it's a real trip. Like, that, I always remember that, like, from a kid, man, seeing that, that body walked down, you know, seeing him walk down that hallway and seeing limbs get shot off and mm-hmm. shit. It's very juicy. Like the, the blood. Yeah. Great. Um, and, and it feels very in and, and, and the music. Um, like I said, it's before it's very like foreboding and dark and like, it's never upbeat. And, uh, <laughs> besides like the good guy doll commercial, which is great. And, uh, I always question like, you know, you know like Andy, I, I love watching Andy making breakfast for his mom. Uh, because, you know, I got, I, I got a kid. I don't know how I would totally feel about him, like, getting into the toaster and, like, making pancakes and shit. I'd be terrified. He puts a whole scoop of butter on the toast. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. man. I'm like, he's, right, he's, like, walking out of the hallway. He's, like, shit spilling out of the cereal bowl. I'm like, oh, man, all this shit I got to clean up. It's going to drive me insane. But um, he's a good kid. I mean, 
for a long time, I thought I was like, man, Andy's they they got the kid they got you know Alex uh, Vincent. He's like he's pretty bad when I was younger, but you know as I'm getting older, I always I think now that Alex Vincent actually he does some really great fucking um, uh, acting. He's some really great acting moments in this movie. Yeah, I I would say he's a better child actor than he is an adult actor. <laughs> he's a little stiff as, as an older man. Yeah, I um, <laughs> even though it's really cool to see him, yeah, like in these newer movies, I'm like they're smart yeah, about cool. how much they use him in the recent yeah. two movies. <laughs> it's very sparse. Yeah, they give him a very small amount of time. Fiona Duroff is definitely the the better choice as as the new lead. In oh, the totally, man. Yeah, I want to hear Fiona Duroff like scream like her dad. I gotta hear yeah. that. Oh, we're getting uh, close wait, to. Oh. I'm waiting. For, yeah, oh yeah. After that last one, like, whoa, man, they're get they're getting close. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, I think this one was like super successful. I didn't look at the numbers or anything like that, but like, obviously, they made a sequel out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the budget for, was for this first one, but I mean, I think it, it was it must nine, been... and it made like thirty three. Looks like it says on IMDb. So well, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Especially for eighty eight. <laughs> that's that's solid. <laughs> definitely solid. Um, so, you have anything else to say about the first one? No, no, I, I love it. I, like it's it's one that I think a lot of people sort of, um, you know, their favorites come later in the series. But as I've rewatched it, sort of as I've gotten older, like I appreciate it as a, a more straightforward, like straight up horror movie. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, it's. Um, you know, I don't have a list. I say I have a list most of the time, but I really don't have a list of like favorite flicks. They kind of just pop up in my head. But mm-hmm. this one's definitely in there. I, I've watched uh, through Halloween. I must have watched Child's Play probably three or four times with my kid, uh, especially after about that seven disc collection set. We watched yeah. the first three. I, I'm not told. I, I even talked to uh, Will about it. You know, uh, Big Willie over there at Gentleman's Guide. We talked on the phone about it, and he was showing his kids the first three. And I, I mentioned to him that, like, I don't know. I, I have a weird uncomfortableness about the the other three, the other the newer ones, because, like, from, like, Bride on, there's a weird, like, seriousness. And, like, even the, even though there's some goofy shit in, uh, in Bride and Seed, it's, they, they, it's, it's different. It's like, well, they're I a know, little, I, I would say Seed especially, like, they're sleazier. There's a lot more like, yeah, sexual it, okay, content. There you go. Yeah, it's more sexual. It's it's a weird thing I can never understand or explain. That, but you know, there's tons of violence in the first three. But like, there's this difference. Yeah, like you're saying before, sleeves your sec- more sexual content and stuff like that. I just I'm I'm not there yet. Like I'm yeah. like, all right, can't show you this yet. But like the first three, Seed totally and Bride feel almost like trauma movies. <laughs> yeah, Seed Seed definitely feels like a trauma movie. Yeah. To me. Um, but yeah. Child's Play is a fantastic flick. Uh, when you guys check this out, listen to this episode, definitely recommend it. I'm sure most of you guys already have, but sometimes you never know, man. Some people, uh, people have surprised me. Um, you know, they haven't seen a certain movie that's been out for a long time. I haven't seen Usual Suspects since uh, since it came out. So, hey, you know, people might have not seen Child's Play. So uh, go out and see it. You have no excuse. It's cheap everywhere. Yeah. So that's that's fun on iTunes and shit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. So, um, two now is da- is two directed by David is it David Kirshner? Uh, our, John Lafia, who was uh, one of the writers of the first one. 
Okay, I think I just fucked up. Ben Kirshner, like, isn't he like the fucking director of Empire Strikes Back? I think I fucked up. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't remember what his name is. It's something it's, like that. It's like Kirshner. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, okay. So two is. I love how two opens, man. It's that's awesome. Like, it's. I love the atmosphere of like all like um, the sort of um, the idea of taking the eyeball and like putting in this new doll and <laughs> this, this happens more and more. Well, this happens more in one and two, I mean, uh, two and three, but like the corporate angle comes involved yeah. with two and three. That, that's what, they really these. stretched the limits of believability as far as the lengths that they were going <laughs> to do to reassemble this fucking doll. But especially, especially after three, because there's no excuse that older guy, he's still alive in three yeah. and he's still like, I'm totally okay with this. Like make it happen. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Jesus Christ. The guy that was your assistant is dead. So I'm like, you know, it's a trip, but anyways, um, it makes a little more sense in this one, mainly because they, you know, they they explain it away in a way that feels somewhat believable. Yeah, yeah, like like this, you got a crazy kid and a crazy mom over here. They don't know what they're talking about. Let's, we're we're gonna still gonna make a profit off this. Fine, let's do it. So they put the eyeball in him uh, in in the new the new um, assembled hand assembled. They're not used to assembling them by hand. Uh, Chucky doll. This guy's got this problem <laughs> fucking typing this keypad in. And then the fucking eyeball comes down, shocks him, blows him out, like, through a glass panel where these this, these two, like, corporate uh, bigwigs are standing behind. And he's totally dead. His fucking eyeballs are all fucked up. And, uh, <laughs> they're like, it's just cool. Like, make like they take this this doll, take it away. Like, so this, this assistant, this total, like, you know, um, Wall Street sort of goofball, um, Guy takes the doll with him into his car, and um, he's driving down the driving, driving down the road, and he's like always talk, talk, talking to his his wife, who's like, it's not obviously not a happy marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes into, goes into a liquor store. Uh, I love it. Like you don't take card. He's like, I only take cash. <laughs> it's the best. And um, comes back out, and uh, Chucky, um, fucking like, strangles this dude with the fucking plastic bag, which is amazing. Like it's. Really great. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty brutal too. I won't lie. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "Wow!" I wasn't used to seeing people getting strangled with a fucking or suffocated basically with a plastic bag. So um, now I don't remember now at this point how he does find out that Andy is in a foster home. Do you remember? No, not off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember either. So, well, either way, uh, cut to. Um, the new foster family. Uh, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Jenna Ar- Argenton, I think that's her name. A uh, from a gutter. That's it. Okay, from American uh, Werewolf and Dark Man. She's in Dark Man, that's for sure. Um, and what's his name from uh, fucking used cars? Uh, can't remember his name either. Um, but um, he, they go. They're adopting a kid, and um, they find out all these. You know, they know all the problems that uh, that Andy has. And they ended up uh, they ended up taking a, tr- uh, a chance on Andy and picking him up. Sorry, and, uh, I don't remember the. La- I just realized it's funny because I've always like whenever I see that actor, I'm like I know him from something. But yeah. he's like such a lame ass in this, but he's fucking beef from Fan- Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, okay, shit. All right, there you go. I I, I um, I, it's been a long time since I've seen Phantom of the Paradise, but I remember him from Used Cars. He's like Kurt Russell's like. Uh, 
buddy who's like really afraid of him. He's like really, um, he's afraid of going underneath like ladders and uh, breaking mirrors and shit. He's always, uh, he's always rubbing up. He's always rubbing like a rabbit's foot. Uh, so, um, yeah, he's a total fucking lame ass in this one. He's got fucking like the dad sweaters on and shit. He's a total dickhead. And um, they end up picking him, picking up Andy and taking him back to their place. It's a very, it's very strange. These people don't look very old, but they have very old like shit. In their yeah. house, like they get these like, <laughs> antique, like you know, porcelain, like uh, where, what's that shit back in the day, dude? Like uh, Tomorrow Promises or Forever Promises or some shit. Those like church porcelain doll things, they're yeah, like yeah, big yeah. heads and big eyeballs. It's kind of like that, and it feels very old. People, they don't seem old. Um, so Andy comes in and immediately goes for this like fucking angel porcelain doll, and, and the, the dude's like, nah. It's like, what's it like, something Jarrett Graham or something like that? Jarrett Graham, I think is his yeah. name. Uh, he's like, nah, like, don't touch that. Like, you might break it. You can tell. I've been there. I met those people when I was a kid. They're, they're touchy assholes. Anyways, the, uh, um, yeah, she comes up and she's like, no, you know, it's, it's on my parents or whatever. And, um, eventually, um, fucking pass the light shit up. You get to meet, what's, what's her name? Um, uh, the 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 daughter, uh, their daughter, step their. I guess oh, you call foster, her daughter, yeah. The Kyle foster daughter, Kyle, yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, Kyle's great, especially later on. Uh, you get to see some cool Kyle stuff, but um, Kyle is super cool. I used to think she was like the coolest. I also she's thought she was like super tri- gray. Yeah, I thought she was like the, the the most attractive back in the day when I first saw this flick. Anyways. Uh, yeah, the leather brush coming in, smoking cigarettes, smoking cigarettes while doing laundry, which is a trip. I've never done that before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a new one on me. But um, she's like, you know, she seems to be a pretty cool, like, older sister and stuff. And um, Chucky eventually shows up. And it's really cool. I, I love this, like, um, uh, this, like, sort of Raimi style, like, small person camera low to the ground sort of angle, like kind of like a Miller. It's like a sort of like a Jim uh, George Miller sort of thing. It's like, the camera's like lower to the ground. It's like obviously Chucky's running. Yeah, and uh, he goes inside. He meets uh, Tommy. Tommy's the other, um, the other uh, good guy doll that they try to introduce to Andy. And he's like, I don't want any part of this shit. And uh, he ends up like break. I don't know if it's, I don't know how. Sometimes I think a little too much about this stuff, uh, but uh, it's mostly my wife that I, that makes me think about it. Like, could you break? A plastic doll's face with a porcelain doll figure, you know, <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Think about this shit. I don't care. It's still awesome. He breaks. So Chucky breaks his fucking face, throws him under the swing, buries him under the swing with a good guy shovel, which is great, and um, kind of takes his place, which is pretty fucking fantastic. If you ask me, how do you how do you feel about Child's Play too, man? Oh, I love it. It's, I mean. It, like I mentioned before, it's the first one that I saw, I'm pretty sure, and it's also the one that I watched the most as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's mainly because of how, like, over-stylized the direction is. Like, it's sure. really colorful, and like like you mentioned, there's a lot of low-angle shots, and everything just feels, like, bigger in this one, in a weird way. Definitely with that uh, with that good guy factory at the end, it's like a huge set piece. Yeah, it looks like so, something out of Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, I'm like, you think about like they had to pro- like mass produce all these boxes. There's like a ton of boxes in there, and uh, it's pretty incredible. I mean, they definitely took their they actually you know it felt like they took their time and like made something different. Like, like me and you were talking about before, you know, none of these 
the first three don't, they, they all feel different. Like they don't try to do the same fucking thing over and over again. So, um, I'm trying to remember when Chucky, oh, okay. I'm trying to remember when Chucky becomes like, when he comes basically to Andy and is like, hey, you know, oh, I remember now. All right. Fucking ties up, <laughs> he ties up Andy with like fucking, uh, jump ropes. Yeah. In his bed, which is great. It's got a great, again, it's a very, uh, for me, I, what I remember is like that scene from Evil Dead 2 where like, uh, Bruce Campbell's looking up at the sky and, and Raymond does this really cool, like fast, 360 sort of spin up to yes. the fucking trees. It's like that. It's really cool. And, um, well, that's the thing. Uh, like, I think that's probably why it appealed to me more as a kid too, is this one feels more like, like an R rated kids movie. Sure. Yeah. Like the first yeah, one feels like a horror movie with a kid in it, but this one yeah. feels like it's like the, the direction feels like it's directed for kids. <laughs> Which is so strange. <laughs> I mean, that's but, the eighties, man. Like everything, yeah, I know. so I much R rated. So, I guess this is ninety, but still, or this era, like the the, the just, lines it, were a little blurrier. They blend, yeah, they blend quite a bit, man. I mean, you know, I just there's showed a my fucking kid. Rambo cartoon. There's a Rambo cartoon. Yes, I mean, there's a Toxic Crusaders cartoon. I mean, it's talks, yeah. yeah, it's it's a trip. Uh, but um, and you know, I love it. I'm glad we got that stuff. Fucking, it's it's amazing. Uh, but. Um, so, basically, Andy takes off the next day with Kyle. I, I, I don't know about you, man. Um, your mom might have been cooler, I'm not sure. But did your mom ever make you an egg salad sandwich? Oh, of course. Oh, uh, that's the shit. I never got an egg salad sandwich when I was a kid. I got one when I was older. <laughs> but, like, she's like, hey, don't forget your egg salad sandwich. I'm like, fuck, where's mine? Where did I, when did I get, when would I ever get my egg salad sandwich? And I asked uh, my son, I'm like, hey. You like egg salad? He's like, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to show you egg salad. And he hated it. Too bad. Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll try it later. I don't know. I love egg salad. Even my wife loves egg salad, man. So, hey, whatever. That was pretty rad that his mom made him fucking egg salad, but that was pretty cool. Um, they end up going to, he ends up going to school, and, and fucking Chucky follows him there. And he writes, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he writes on his fucking homework or whatever. Like, fuck you, bitch, or something like that. I don't yeah, know yeah. How, but <laughs> so it's great. It's obviously, like, not his handwriting either. It's hilarious. But, like, she's like, I'm going to keep you after school. Like, stay in this fucking classroom. And he say, um, he, does he escape out the, out of the classroom? Because she comes yeah. back. He comes, he he out the window? Out the window okay. or something. Okay. She comes back in. And it's a great scene where, like, Chucky is hiding in, like, the school, I guess, school activity closet. You know, we've got all the sports, like, basketball, footballs and shit in there. And she's in there. She's searching for she's searching for Andy or whatever. And she gets a fucking bicycle or a ba- basketball pump right in the chest. And I had never seen that before, man. As a kid, I was like, God damn, that's gotta hurt, dude. Just pump the fucking air to your body, man. <laughs> that that totally makes like that. That is a gross concept. Yeah, but I gotta stupid. call bullshit on being able to beat someone to death with a fucking yardstick. With a yardstick, yeah, yeah. It's um. I, it's something I've always questioned: the yardstick beating. It's cool. I like the like. The it's visual close. of it. Good. The, the visual but. is badass. Like comes way out the window and shit. It's really cool. But yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> the yardstick is, and the scene of him walking up the yardstick is badass. It looks cool. You know, him like walking up. It's kind of this lower shot and stuff. He's walking. He's like, you know, you know, you've been naughty or I forget what he says, but like he beats the fuck out of the yardstick. And I'm like, you know, yardsticks have always been pretty flimsy to me. So, but hey, it's fine. Um, 
remember what happens. Uh, oh, fuck, what happened after that? Remember what happens after? I don't know what happens after that. I can't I, I'm trying to think. Um, anyways, let's, we'll fast forward that shit because I didn't write any fucking notes. I, I've seen this movie so many times, like, you know, I've tried to, I pretty much remember everything, but. Yeah. Um, the sequence of events can be a little tough. Yes. There's a lot of bullshit with. Um, I mean, it's not really bullshit, but uh, the stuff with uh, his foster dad, like, not believing him and throwing sure, the doll sure. down the stairs and him freaking out and, like, him showing it to him and. <laughs> it, it basically all builds up to like the 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 sort of uh, the murder of the foster parents, and that's what kicks off the whole second half of the movie, which is like one I, big long oh, chase sequence, right? Yeah, it's a big. It, 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 when, once um, Jared Graham gets killed, it's pretty much bam, bam, bam. After that, um, like this is easily the to... most straightforward of any of the movies, plot wise. Like it's all just. Oh. Build up to the to the murder of the step or the foster parents, and then just like chase from front to back. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty great. I think when he throws him down those stairs, isn't he, is that when he realizes that he's becoming human again? I think so. I'm not sure. Uh, well, either way, fucking um, Andy grabs a uh, <laughs> fuck. What, what are these called? Um, the the basically like the turkey carver, basically the electric carver. Oh yeah. yeah. Runs down there. They always make those se- things seem more fucking powerful than they are. They're the worst. Those things are garbage. You those couldn't kill anybody break. with one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're shitty. My dad fucking got one for, I think, for Christmas or some shit or for his birthday. The fucking blade was trash. It broke. He hated it. Anyways, it, yeah, they're never that strong. They look cool. But it's a cool-looking <laughs> <a> cool <laughs> thing. But um, it's like a fucking... I, I don't want people to think about it. It's, like, it's almost like a, uh, a fucking sawzall, but for your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's so strange. But he goes down there and tries to find Chucky to kill him with this thing. His dad, catch, his, his uh, foster dad catches him. And I think he's going back. He's coming downstairs before he catches him. And that's when Chucky fucking hooks him with that hook on the ankle. Mm-hmm. He's like, how's the hanging, Phil? Fucking drops him on his neck, which is brutal death, dude. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of the better moments in the movie. It's really good, and uh, uh, the mom comes downstairs and sees it, and she's got a really great freak-out moment, um, and you really feel for her in that moment. It's so weird talking about, like, these, you know, with, with, when people think Child's Play, they're just like, it's a goofy doll movie, but, like, yeah, there's some really fucking great moment, like, like serious acting moments, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got a great, he's got a really great moment with between her and Kyle, how she's just, like, Stuffing all Andy's clothes in a bag. It's like, just get rid of him. Like, I should have listened to him in the first place. It wasn't a good idea. Yeah, he's dead. And I think Kyle goes outside and swings, and her feet are kind of hitting the, the top of the soil underneath the swing, and you, she finds out there's a different doll, yep. the Tommy doll underneath, and um, goes back inside. And it's a great moment um, with uh, Kyle going over the stairs to check on the mom, and she's been strangled in her, like, the... The, the the fabric that's been used to strangle her is like caught in the sewing machine because she sews. Yeah. Um, and there's a great moment between her and uh, her and Chucky fighting it out, and Chucky, uh, you know, overpowers her, man. <laughs> yeah, I like I I on a rewatch, like I guess I'd forgotten that he kills both of them. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, oh yeah, holy shit, like. They establish them pretty well and then just fucking smoke them pretty quick. They smoke them pretty quick, you're right. It's like anybody who doesn't believe uh, Andy gets killed pretty quick. Uh, so 
um, he she ends he ends up forcing her to go to the um, the foster uh, I don't even know what you fucking call it um, the place where they oh, man I'm sound like a fucking idiot right now but <laughs> the foster it's, it's like the house. yeah it's like the social yeah yeah that's right like the, the foster the, house the orphanage it's an orphanage orphanage there you go all right sorry right. sorry buddy. Who's who's an orphan? 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 I'm, I apologize. Um, but um, uh, who, dude, who's that lady from? Man, who's the the lady that runs the orphanage? Oh, it's Grace Zabriskie. It's um, Laura Palmer's mom. Laura Palmer's mom. That's it. Damn. Okay. All right. I thought for some reason I thought she was from Carrie. I I, I guess I fucked up. Um, no, no, she's in like okay. every Lynch movie though. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, I know. I definitely know her from Lynch, but I, for some reason I thought she was the um, the count. Well. She eventually becomes a counselor, but she's the, the, the I thought she was the girl and care woman in Carrie who basically makes uh what's his name, uh greatest American hero go out with Carrie that night. Oh maybe uh, for some reason. I, I thought you're probably I'm probably totally off, but anyway. No, she doesn't have Carrie on her uh IMD. Okay. Alright. Um side tangent. Anyways, um Kyle goes up there and I love this scene, dude, when she comes in when uh when they they ring the the, uh, the fire alarm, and they're coming. Uh, Andy's coming downstairs, and Kyle's holding Chucky, and she brings that fucking knife up underneath her hair, like to her head. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. It's it's really great. Um, they like the the I guess you call her the administrator of the fo- the foster uh, the orphanage. Yeah, takes her into this room. Chucky says, "What do you say? Uh, like it's amazing or some shit. It's amazing, isn't it?" And fucking slits her, fucking slits her fucking throat. She falls. I love this. Uh, what do you? I don't even know what you call it. It's like uh, it's not. It's it's like a, a, a trope, I guess. She falls on top of the printer in her in like several pictures of her oh, dying yeah, yeah. and falling off the printer. <laughs> Shoot out immediately out of the printer, which is a lot of fun. And um, then it's uh, a chase. Uh, Chucky grabs Andy, basically holds him at knife point. Um, they run out of there, and Kyle runs out and uh, jumps in a car and chases after him. And um, oh, fuck, I forgot. I, I love this scene where Kyle's heading to the orphanage, and she ends up getting pulled up by that policeman. And she's like, "You seen you seen dolls that pee? This one bleeds." He's like, hey, "All right, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Fine." <laughs> I do I like it. that they don't spend a lot of time fucking around, having her not believe him. Like she ends up, oh yeah, finding out that he's telling the truth pretty quickly. Yeah, I like that too. They don't, they don't, they, you know, since she's basically a kid, um, and she's the closest thing to a kid, well, to Andy at that point. They kind of just, you know, they try to get all the other. Like when I saw this as a kid, because I'm pretty much with you, man. Two is the one I saw the most. Because I remember uh, when I was like, I think when I was like 15, I bought, I had seen it before, but I bought Child's Play on VHS at a pawn shop. And watched Child's Play 2 quite a bit. So I always thought that it was cool that, you know, they had this, like, sort of kid, uh, like, um, sort of uh, mentor there for Andy. You can really resonate with that. Yeah. Uh, so she's cool. I, I think she's a cool character. I like her a lot. You know, she's, she never seems stuck up. She, you know, it's, it's cool to give her kind of, they give her like a, you give her, they give her like a hint of a backstory of how she's like, you know, Basically, how like nobody ever wants you, you know, if you're a foster kid. It's yeah. you know, it's a it's a, it's subtle, but it's also pretty deep at the same time. And 
Well, you know, she ends up chasing after uh, Chucky and Andy in the back of a news with uh, back of a uh, like a newspaper box truck, which is a pretty cool scene. Ends up pulling her pulling this dude over, and uh, this dude is fucking pissed. <laughs> I mean, this this guy is very angry. You know, he got he's on a fucking route, right? He's on a newspaper route. Um, calls her a bitch. All the you crazy bitch. And uh, she ends up taking off to this awesome, you know, me, me were talking about before, this awesome, like, uh, warehouse, like, good guy. It's only good guy stuff, too. Yeah, Which is crazy. Like, I I thought possibly this company would make other things than good guy stuff, but, like, it's straight up good guy dolls. So, Even the fact that they would, like, paint all of their machinery <laughs> to look like a toy store, like... Like a toy store, yeah. I agree, man. There are some scenes in there that look straight up like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it looks it looks pretty corny, but like it's fine. But like uh, she runs in there and um, Chucky's doing his thing, fucking knocks out. It's like a fucking it's an awesome maze. It's just like an awesome maze of like dolls, uh, bo- you know, dolls and boxes. And he knocks him out and does your do a do a devila shit and. Um, it doesn't work. He ends up bleeding from the nose, and uh, it's too late. Man. Fucking, he's fucking human. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I think Kyle shows up at, at, the, at that moment, throws all these boxes on top of him and shit, and they end up running off. And there's this great chase between uh, Chucky and Kyle and, and Andy going to the store. They're going on uh, conveyor. I don't know if you have you ever worked at a place with conveyor belts and shit. No. I, I worked at um, Toys R Us, weirdly enough, I worked at Toys R Us uh, for for like six months once. I did overnight stocking. And when they would bring the trucks in for the overnight stuff, they bring up the, bring up those huge conve- these mobile conveyor belt things from uh, from the inside the store to inside the truck. You go way, way back into the truck and you just push these, you put your headphones on, man, and you just push these boxes out. Yeah. And they just put them on pallets, you know, doll stuff over here, boy stuff over here, all this stuff. And so I've been there. It, it was, it's kind of, a, it's not exactly like, I didn't work exactly in a place like this, but it, it felt kind of the same. And they're rolling up on the rollers and um, they're going up this thing, this conveyor belt. And there's this gate that, uh, there's a gate up there. And Kyle gets up there before Andy and fucking Chucky shows up. And he's like, <laughs> he got the great. Fucking Brad, it's like I'm gonna get you, Andy. It's fucking, he's just so pissed, man. And he, he almost gets up there, and Kyle slams this gate down in his hand, dude. And um, <laughs> fucking, they run off. And you can see Chucky pull out this nice, juicy, like fucking <laughs> gusher. Stump. It's so good. The stump is the best. Yeah, man. when he jams the knife in later, that's great. That is cool. When he pulls the handle off the knife and he's got in that vice grip, and he's like, I fucking hate, I hate kids. It's it's so badass, man. I love it every time. Yeah, that and, whole sequence is great. Like, uh, the, the fucking, the eyeballs being plugged into that guy's face. And <laughs> that guy is so pissed. The he fact that goes, they managed to stretch that out and keep it interesting for the entirety is, is pretty impressive. Well, I agree, man. I mean... It, it, it's cool that they, you know, all these these dolls pile up, and he comes down there, and he's like, "Oh man, come on, really?" He's fucking reading his comic book or some shit. He comes down there and gets slashed on the cheek, and falls on his back, and gets his eyeball plugged to him. It looks great. 
And, and I think um, that this version, like this death for Chucky, is probably my favorite too. With, with him like in the giant fucking pile of plastic and all the arms being plugged into him. Oh, dude, it's my it's my favorite too. I mean, because like it's like it's not it's like almost not like one death. It's like several deaths. Yeah. Like he gets plugged up, then he's like his legs are cut off, or and he's on that fucking dolly like Eddie Murphy in Trading Spaces, man, and he's like. Trying to cut his ankles out, cut your legs off too. All this shit. <laughs> he just fucking pours that hot ass plastic on his head. And then fucking Kyle plugs that fucking air compressor hose into his fucking mouth. He blows up like, what's his name? And fucking Big Trouble in Little China. It looks amazing. I love it. This big bloody fucking tree stump it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's. So he's that, dead. Sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say he's fuck. They fucking brutally kill his ass. He gets a fucking terrible fucking ending. Man. He's dead, and they just uh, just kind of leaves off. He's like, well, oh, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. They kind of just check check out, and that's the end of the credits. The credits come up pretty quick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you know, Child's Play too. I mean, I like it. I'm pre- I would say I pretty much like it almost as much as number one. I mean, this obviously it didn't have that. That seriousness, but um, seeing the foster parents get killed is pretty brutal, and it kind of just adds on more trauma to old Andy's fucking <laughs> his mind. He's just totally corrupt, and he's fucked for life. Yeah, and he's fucked. Yeah, he's still like you still don't really understand why he's in like boot camp by the third movie. He doesn't seem yeah. like he's that. He's turned into a bad kid. I guess they they just kind of. Stretch the believability as far as like he's still trying to 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 commit to the the convincing everyone that Chucky is responsible for everything and that's why they throw him there. But I don't know. I don't know, man. That's confusing too. I will say straight up, you know, Child's Play Three is my favorite, and I I, I have a lot of questions. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm like, I mean, they don't explain why. And he has to be here. I mean, they never explained that he's trying his best to tell everybody that this doll has come to life and has killed all these people. They don't explain any of that. It's just like Child's Play 2 happens, and it happens. Like, he's going to a military camp because apparently, um, you know, the government can't take care of him anymore or something like that. I don't really understand it myself. But um, either way, it turns out to be a pretty, for me at least, a pretty cool like um, a set piece for oh, yeah. Child's it's, Playthrough. Yeah, it's a great setting for the movie, and I mean, I, I I I'd say this is probably the second most watched movie for me after the the second one. Um, Agreed. But rewatching it, I had never really realized how much of a dipshit Tyler is. He's got to be one of the dumbest movie kids I have ever seen. <laughs> He's a complete fucking moron. <laughs> He's so earnest and like has He's no super earnest. He has dude. no idea of what's going on the entire time. Even though Chucky is like straight up, like he's not even nice to him. He's mean to him, and he's just nope. like, yeah, whatever. He's my friend. Yeah, he's just like, like, hey, don't you know that fucking with the government mail is a federal offense? You fucking dumbass. You know, it's incredible. Like, yeah, he's never nice to the kid ever. But it's obvious to me that. The only friend that this kid's got is a game, was like a uh, fucking Game Gear or some shit, or a Lynx, a Linux or whatever. Yeah, I think and that's. He, I think it's a Lynx. 
Is it a Lynx? I thought it was a Lynx. It's big and wide on the side, so I was pretty sure it was a Lynx. But, I remember um, wanting that thing so bad. It's such a piece of junk, looking back on it. It's, it's garbage, yeah. I guarantee I, you, I like, you're, you spend like 50 bucks on batteries a day rocking that thing. <laughs> rocking that thing. I had a fucking Game Boy. I think soak up enough ju- fucking juice as it is, so... Yeah, the Lynx is big. It's got full. It's full color. Like two speakers on both sides. It's massive. Um, looks like a fucking batarang and shit. Weird. Um, but like, it's like the only for these guys that fucking game system. Everybody else is like, yeah, it's Tyler. There's, there's Tyler. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he just walks around and he just a kid that's basically being babysat while his dad's at war or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so. Again, it starts off. And I love this set piece, dude. Uh, it's like the whole. Ma- it's like it's like the the warehouse manufacturing warehouse. It's all just totally like covered in spider webs and shit. They're collecting heads off these bear belts and stuff, and like putting these bodies together. You see this big ass fucking bat of plastic. They take that fucking nasty ass blood stump of a fucking of Chucky, throw him in there, melt him back down. You see the blood circling and shit, and. Um, they make Chucky again. It's got this great hollow <laughs> I love it. Um, that face, the, sh- the hollow, the hollowed eyes and the hollowed mouth and shit. And just oh, like, yeah, yeah. Right, right the credit. <laughs> the movie starts. And you get the, um, the, 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 the original bigwig guy. He's at the beginning. They're walking through this, um, sort of, um, sort of home base, I guess, of this company. Kind of reminded me of like, uh, toy soldiers. I don't know about you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of remember about that. Uh, I remember that a little bit, but um, it's been a long time since I've seen that flick. But I kind of remember about that a little bit. And then uh, they basically, there's one guy in there that's kind of like a Ripley. He's like, I, I really suggest we shouldn't do this. This is a bad idea, but that's just my opinion. They're like, noted. Fucking put those dolls out. <laughs> so <laughs> they, the um, they go back to this guy's office. He's got all these like. Uh, old like old toys like old like robot like robot toys and cop car remote control cop cars and stuff you see like at a dollar store yeah um i didn't know this company made all that stuff too that's pretty cool i mean <laughs> he's got that uh, that train set above his head which i always wanted when i was a kid uh, that was pretty cool um chucky ends up killing this dude uh throwing some marbles down and um i love it that fucking chucky is totally like into like uh 1990s technology. He's like on the computer. He's searching up Chuck uh, Andy, <laughs> typing his name up, finds where he's at pretty quickly. And, this is the uh, first one where he says, "Don't fuck with the Chuck," too, right? Yeah, this is where he says, "Don't fuck with the Chuck." Yeah. Um, he gets sent to the military base, and that's where you know, where me and you were talking about how he meets fucking uh, Tyler for the first time. You get to see the Andy's. Um, He's going to a military camp and uh, he meets what's his name from Hell Hellraiser. I forget, I forget what's his name. Um, geez, uh, the not Uncle Frank, but he ends up becoming Uncle Frank. Oh yeah, 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 the the what the fuck is his name in uh, Dirty I Harry? Oh, the the, Scorp- the Scorpio Killer. Yeah, 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 Scorpio Killer. Um, you get to see his like I, Andrew I call Robinson. It, Andrew Robinson, that's it. You get to see, like, his dungeon, basically. Like, all these pictures, like, Polaroids of kids with, like, pieces of their hair, like, taped. <laughs> yeah, he to the really Polaroids likes his job. Shit. He loves his oh, job. Oh, he loves that shit. Yeah. Presto, you're bald. He fucking loves that shit. It, which was weird, because he gives, like, 
He gives Andy like a pretty like legitimate haircut, but like everybody else gets like a buzz cut. It's weird. Anyways, Andy's um, pretty cute in this one. So he's pretty got a little freckle on his cheek. Yeah, he's uh, he's he looks like a fucking good guy doll. (laughs) My my wife mentioned he looks like Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) It's like Natalie Portman. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, totally Natalie Portman. Um, so, um, you know, Andy's pretty much freaked out this entire time. He's got to deal with this complete cocksucker of, uh, of, uh, a team leader, I guess you'd call him. Uh, what's his name? I, I want to say Gorman, but it's not Gorman, obviously, but, um, Colonel Cochran. Is it Cock? No, not the, not the super old, not the guy that had the heart attack. The, the, the younger kid who has, what's his name? China oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like it's, it's something like Gorman, but I, I don't know. Um, and he gets, and he gets this really shitty. I always thought it was pretty shitty. Like um, from his kid who has, has been through all this stuff, um, he gets this really shitty speech by Cochran at the beginning of the movie. He's like, "Well, when I was a kid, you only put put away childish things. You're not a child anymore, are you, Andy?" He's like, "No, no, sir." It's like, how hard would it be to swallow all that shit that you know is for real, and like swallow it for this fucking one old guy? Yeah, you, know, you, you got to grow up, and be this fucking man. It's it sucks, but um, uh, who's the kid? Is it Wayland? What's his name? I forget his name. Um, like the shithead? No, no, no. The, the the kid who's playing Andy this time because it's not Alex Vincent this time. Yeah, it's, it's, else it's something Wayland. All right. Um, so how do you feel about this dude? Like, we don't get Alex Vincent anymore. We got this kid. How do you feel about it? He's okay. He's okay. I don't. I don't love him. Neither <laughs> do I. But that's all I got. So he's he's in number three. So um, you get uh, this weird sort of full metal jacket for stuff in this one. Like Andy drops his rifle, and like the the dickhead kid comes up to him. He's like, "It's not a fucking. It's not a. Uh, it's not a baton, Barkley. It's a fucking gun." And oh, he says, "No, it's not a gun." And this kid, the other kid, comes up and he's like, "This is uh, my rifle. This is my gun. This one's for shooting. This one's for fun." Just like fucking Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And um, and he's doing his like his 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 practices with his I, I don't even know what you call it fucking baton spinning. I don't even know what you call it, man. It's a, it's I never understood that shit. But um, he sees Cochran walking in the foreground with a child's play doll, with a uh, with a good guy doll. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like loses his fucking mind. He's like, "Oh shit, it's happening all over again." And before that, Tyler is totally willing to let Chucky play hide the soul with him. And this is what he called this is what he calls it in the third one. It's, it's called hiding the soul, which I, I I love. I love the term hiding the soul. Um, and he comes up to Tyler and he's asking, you know, where'd you, where'd the Chucky doll come from? He's like, uh, well, who's the, fuck, who's the, I'm doing a terrible job with this, man. I, 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 I appreciate your patience, man. I'm, I'm the worst podcasting host <laughs> ever. Oh, uh, but, uh, I'm the worst, man. But, uh, he comes up to the nerdy guy. Well, the nerdy guy comes to him, the guy who's shining, what's the same shoes? And he's like, hey, did you get that package today? He's like, nah, I didn't get a package. What package? He's like, well, we're supposed to get it. Now, at the end of the conversation, he ends up leaving. And Andy is there by himself, and Chucky's there. I don't know what happened. He looks like he cuts his fucking like his his uh, his ankle, but like he seems fine. And Chucky comes up underneath the bed, and he's like, "Listen, you're not gonna fuck this up for me. I got a great new piece piece of meat. 
you're not going to fuck this up for me. And at, at that time, I imagine, you know, Andy's beating this doll on the ground, and the prick comes in, and he's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, imagine, like, me coming in, seeing this dude beat this doll up on the ground. I'm like, how would oh, I react? The troubled to this shit? <laughs> yeah, the troubled youth, yes. He's had lots of problems. Um, so you say you've watched this, this one second the most. Yeah. Uh, so what are your feelings? On, I mean, we know your feelings on, well, we both feel the same way about the new Andy. How do you feel about the uh, Child's Play 3? Oh, I, I like pretty much across the board. I love all of these movies. The Bride is the only one that like dropped a little bit for me, but like, I, I think the whole series is insanely consistent in terms of quality, even though they go in pretty wildly different directions. Uh, as far as the, the like the first three, I'd say it's probably my least favorite. Um, main, mainly because like I just think that first one's so strong, and the second one has such insanely wild direction. Uh, uh-huh. Like it's so extreme in the visual department. Uh, sure, I do, yeah. I do like the the choice and the location that, that of this one. Uh, yeah. I just think like losing the the lead actor uh, who played Andy and and like Tyler being <laughs> terrible. There's like certain things that just kind of chip away at it a little bit, but like they're all fairly close to being equal for me for the most part. Like the first three are like they're all awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this it's it's interesting that they went with Tyler, like the kind of like you were saying before. Tyler's such a sort of well, he's a serious downgrade from Andy, obviously, yeah. and he seems to be so willing to do everything that Chucky asks him to do. And everybody seems to be a piece of shit for the most part. Like there's like a couple of good people, but for the most part, everybody seems to be a piece of shit. Yeah, um, but. I will say this movie has one of my favorite, uh, my favorite situations of any flick. Oh, um, I, I'm and, sure. And, I think I know jump. what you're talking about. That whole the whole last act of this is insane. Yeah, the right the, the paintball war is probably one of the coolest things I still have seen in a flick, like a, a horror movie or any movie really. Just I have never seen any movie now where a, a, a person switches out the paintballs. And changes them for real fucking ammunition. Which the bullets, the bullets that were supposed to be paintballs, the quote unquote bullets, they look like actual fucking rifle bullets. Yeah. But with like with like fucking red and blue tips on the end of them. Yeah. So, but I don't know how that works. But uh, anyways, I don't think that that's a real thing. I don't. I hope that's not a real. That would be terrible. You would definitely. You'd probably kill somebody anyways. Um, but um, this all, yeah. This all leads up into this awesome sort of uh, paintball war where, you know, the, the military school sort of splits up and they have this big ass war. Um, I guess we should probably talk a little bit about the people that he actually does kill at the um, uh, at the school, the army school. You have um, Andrew Robinson who gets his he gets his throat slit. He's about to cut um chucky's hair and you have the nerdy kid that comes back downstairs and he's like hey i forgot my jacket and he's like eh i forget what chucky says uh it's, it's something he's got a switchblade in his hand or uh the, the dog clippers in his hand or some shit he ends up leaving and you have the old man the uh colonel Cro- cochran or whatever his name is has yeah. the heart attack which is also a really great death scene i, I didn't see it coming you fucking chucky does it the evil face around the corner. This is fucking had a heart attack. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It's, it's right on top of his fucking 
painted war deck, his his Warhammer four thousand deck, whatever, and uh, <laughs> he just fucking falls on top of his shit and he he dies. It's it's a great scene, and um, the, the the paintball war is cool uh, because well, for one thing, I never actually gone paintballing before, and never really interested me. Never interest me super too much, but um, but I just like the idea of them all going out there and like you know having this war. You get to see Chucky wearing like a fucking like uh, uh, what do you call it uh, uh, bandolero basically of rifle like of rifle bullets and shit, oh, yeah, which is yeah. really cool. Um, and uh, basically become a negotiator. Like tells um, what's his name? He's like, hey, I want Andy over here or Tyler over here. I want Tyler. I want the kid. And he basically makes his negotiations. He's got a grenade in his hand the whole time, and like um, basically meet them at this sort of dump, like helico- like helicopter sort of dump, and uh, have his face off, which I think is really good. I-, I like the scene of the camera coming up over the hill, and you see Chucky, you see what's her name, uh, the girl that Andy likes, uh, DeSalvo, I think is the name, and um, they're kind of chilled out there, and, and basically throws this grenade. Um, I think. Chucky says, Chucky sounds, Brad Dwarf sounds more like, uh, like a Jack Nicholson impersonator, impersonator in this one at oh, certain yeah, points. Totally. Um, where he's like, Hey, red group, red group, fucking, you know, <laughs> what's his name? The blue group's coming over the hill. I repeat. And, uh, that the dickhead get, gets killed. And then you have this great sort of like domino effect of the red, of the asshole get, kid getting killed. Uh, a grenade getting thrown and the nerdy kid throwing his body on top of the grenade to save everyone, which is a trip. Like it all happens really fast. Yeah. The, the, I mean, and the fact that they like, they commit to killing that many kids is, is pretty <laughs> yeah. insane. It's pretty. And like, just to see his body, like take the force of the grenade and he just like, he's just totally limp and dead. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I mentioned how nasty Chucky is in these first three. I think he's in, he's meanest in this one. I think so too. Yeah, he gets he killed the garage, the, the garbage man. In this one, yeah, it's yeah. pretty brutal. <laughs> like, you can feel like he's getting really fucking sick of being Chucky at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that, dude. But you're right. He's. I can tell he's definitely getting. He's he's done being a fucking doll at this point. Yeah. he wants to be a human. I think. I think Andy and Andy and the silver kiss is like I can get it. I gotta get out of this fucking body. It's just like I gotta get out of here, man. Um, and you know, it kind of the ending of the movie takes place in one of my favorite fucking set pieces, man. Fucking Satan Den or whatever it is in the car, in a carnival. Uh, Tyler ends up running down there and meeting a security guard, and um, Andy and the Sambo end up going down there to meet to try to find him. And uh, this great set piece um, of of uh, Tyler and um, Chucky going this kind of spook ride. It looks awesome. It looks straight out of a fucking like Slayer album. It's great. It's uh, yeah. Skulls. Movie movie fucking rides always look better than the real versions. Oh yeah, I've, I've been on at least one spook ride in my life, and it's nothing like what was in this fucking thing. This open fucking open shop fan in the middle of this fucking mountainous skulls, and like an actual like. Reaper, like swinging a really sharp ass fucking scythe and shit. It's, it was amazing. I've never been through that in my life. Um, but they have a cool kind of shootout between DeSalva and Chucky. Um, and uh, DeSalva ends up getting shot. She kind of takes uh, kind of a, the, the, 
the back seat for the rest of the movie and you got Andy Chase and after Chucky and Tyler and uh great scene of um of Tyler on top of this fucking mountain of skulls and Chucky doing his fucking voodoo thing. Yeah. All these awesome, awesome, like matte clouds come in. It's like, it's obviously like the same cloud they use from their, the first three, which I love. I love that. The visual, I think the visual looks cool as shit. Yeah. And the clouds come in and like lightning strikes. And, um, I'm not sure what happens. Does, does Andy end up shooting him? And that's when he falls down. And that's when the sides slices half his face off. Yep. Yeah, and it looks badass because they have like it's this really great like um, almost like Argento sort of like reds and blues in there. Mm-hmm. So like it looks really fucking cool. And Chucky comes up. Um, I think he gets like his hand cut off. I think they end up cutting his hand. He always gets fucking dismembered in these flicks, like brutally. Yeah. And um, they throw him down. It's a really great scene, though. Uh, he's, they throw him down the mountain of skulls, and he's going to. I never. It's super dangerous, but like this huge shop fan. It's like usually it would be enclosed by a cage. It's completely opened, and um, he falls into this fucking shop fan, man. You get this juicy fucking like effect where he just like, basically explodes, man. His fucking legs and arms and shit just blown all over the place. He's totally dead. Well, for now, he's totally dead. And, uh, you know, what's weird is that the movie wraps up pretty quick after that, after he yeah. gets killed. It's um, probably my least favorite part of the movie is that they wrap it up so fast. Um, and the, weird, the ending is weird, too, man. It's like the song was getting the ambulance. Uh, Andy's like, you know, don't worry, I've been here before. She takes off. They get him in a cop car. You don't see what happens to Tyler. And then you have some fucking dude sweeping up some trash at a carnival, and that's the end of the movie. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Like, this is weird. Like, why would you, why would you pick this to wrap the movie up with? Well, Pretty I think true. I think it comes down to just this one. It's not as well directed as the other ones. Sure. Jack Bender, sure. the director of this one, like you look through his filmography, as I am now. I don't. Really I have see, not. He's like a TV guy, and I think okay. that this one has the like the least amount of style to it. And sure, it it's pretty feels straightforward. Like, feels like a jobber kind of thing. Like you're heading into the third iteration in a franchise, and it, I, I mean, it stands to reason that you know you're going to start hiring less talented people. And he seems like he's just a dude that gets the job done. Whereas the first two feel like they're guys that were invested in the story. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With and that despite sure. the fact that, like, like Mancini still wrote the third one, so you get that. Yeah. And, and I think that the writing and the concept is solid. It's just not quite as well executed as the first two. No. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Enos is my favorite one. I can tell that it's not uh, as well directed. It's not. There's no. There's no influence there. It's just like, right. like you're saying before, it's, just, it's a job. It's a job to this guy, and I think. I did. I might have scanned his IMDb, but I think it's the only movie he actually made. I think yeah, everything like else all was. Uh, it's all yeah. It's all TV. Okay. Northern um, exposure and shit. Oh man! All right, cool. All right. <laughs> I will say, like, I, I agree with you though on the on the finale. Like the the carnival has a pretty good amount of cool shit going on. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, I like the entrance to the Devil's Den or wherever it is. Looks really badass, and just that vision. That's it. That, that image of that mountain of skulls and shit, it's really cool. That sort of like the coaster itself is like basically a gigantic bat with wings coming down. Like uh, this kind of, uh, it's kind of a uh, coaster sort of motion. It's, it looks badass. I, I like that, that look. And I like, 
the look of Chucky's face being sliced half, like half, halfway off. It looks really cool. That, that eyeball that, that, that can't blink. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, and, it, and I think it works the best uh, for the clouds that roll in. I mean, the other ones look really cool too, but like the clouds really work for this for this sort of thing mm-hmm. on the mountain of skulls and shit. I, I dig that and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, three's fun. I think uh, I guess that's pretty much how I chalk it up for three. Three's just a lot of fun. He doesn't. He says the same. Like he says, you know, don't fuck with the Chuck. He also says, like, think about it. Chuck's gonna be a bro or some shit like that, <laughs> which is really strange. You know, it's uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Um, you know, uh, the setting definitely goes a long way to make it stand out too. It does. I, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's good. I just wish uh, I wish it had more finesse to it, man. I wish it wasn't like um, like kind of like, like you were saying before, not directed by a jobber. Yeah, and directed by I, I don't think actually, it's badly done. It's just you can feel like he's just you know he's getting the job done. No, no, no. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that um, I might have talked to you about this before through um, instant messaging or maybe Nathan because um, I was trying to get Nathan on the show. I know he loves. I know he's a big fan of these flicks too. Mm-hmm. Um, just he had some problems, some family problems stuff, but it's no big deal. I, I know he loves these flicks as well, and I really wanted to get his idea on it too. But I think I talked to him about it, and he was like, "It's just kind of a straightforward movie." Yeah. Um, I think that's how you were about it too. And I'm like, and I, after I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, man, and um, after I picked up that seven disc set, I got to rewatch it, and um, for some reason, some reason, Child's Play Three is the, almost always the hardest one to find for me. I can find one, two, and all the rest, but I cannot find three. Hmm. And watching three, you know, I was kind of disappointed because, like, not on the fact that it's it's um, I was disappointed on the fact that it's it's your, your average Chucky being goofy and fun and all this, but more like it's still like I said, it's still it's just. It's still a pretty fun flick, so yeah, I, I'm glad you still dig it. You know, well, I mean, it, um, it can go the other way with it, like somebody trying to overstylize too. Like Bride of Chucky is like hyper stylish, but it's like yeah. fucking late '90s style, which doesn't do it any favors. Nah, you want to, you want to, you want to um, skip on that a little bit. You want to talk about that a little bit, uh, Bride of Chucky? Uh, maybe. I mean, like I do. I remember when it came out. Came out, I loved it. I thought it was great, um, and I still, I still think it's good. I think the all of the stuff, the whole first half is really solid. Um, all the stuff in the trailer park is good. Um, it's just when it gets on the road that it starts to Ugh. get a little man, rough. Those are brutal, man. And uh, I, yeah, I don't like as soon as uh, I think the, um, I can't remember what the name of his of the Jennifer Tilly character is. Uh, oh, it's a Tiffany, right? Tiffany, yeah. That doll is terrible. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Like, I, I like, I like. Same with C to Chucky. Chucky. Like the the like the son oh, of Chucky and Tiffany is awful looking too. Like Glenn, 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 Glenn yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's brutal, man. It's so brutal, dude. It's hideous, uh-huh. and not like it's, in a cool way. It's just it's <laughs> awful looking. Yeah, it's very cheap. It's like you're saying. It's very much of it. It's very much the uh, trauma. Yeah. flick of the Chucky movies. It's pretty, Although, it's like, Seed of like Chucky, that. I think, uh, of the first five movies, has some of the best kills. It gets some great kills. You're right. Uh, and, and the kills... Man, like... All right, I'm just going to mention this. I know you don't want to get... You don't want to get into all these flicks, but, like, they right. kill like he does in Chuck... 
the killer doesn't bride with the with with um with what's his name uh, from Three's Company, um, Ritter. John Ritter, yeah. When he when he kills them and like Chucky's like, man, why is that so familiar? I'm like, come on, man, like <laughs> the, the pinhead reference. I'm like, all yeah, right, yeah. I, I got you, I got you, but come on, like you don't need to do all that. That's fine. Yeah, but, um, it's funny because as much as you know, going forward, like as much as I like, um, uh, what the fuck is. The one before Cult of Chucky. Curse of Chucky. Curse, Curse, yeah. Like, I like Curse a lot, but the kills in that movie are pretty weak all around. The, yeah, the the, um, the wet floor laptop scene is pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, it's awful. That's uh, a terrible so it's, one. So it's pretty awful. But, yeah, I'm with you, though. I still big it. I think yeah. I, they make I up think for I, it in Cult, too. The, the kills in Cult are awesome. Yeah, they're Probably. way better. Uh, but I think what really carries Curse is, like, it's obviously uh, Fiona uh, Dwarf. Uh, obviously, Brad, you know, Brad Dwarf too. But like the setting, the aesthetic of Curse is awesome. Like yeah, the and the the, the buildup, like the weird sort of bait and switch that they pull with the the odd the odd looking Chucky doll. Like the, yeah, how the mask. Looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm really happy with the direction they've taken these last couple of movies, and this the the newest one, Cult of Chucky, is like. I like that they finally, in the seventh one, kind of opened it up a little bit and tried to... Like, they've, you know, the last, like, four, they've come up with some pretty insane concepts, but this newest mm-hmm. one, like, opening it up to to do something almost completely different. Like, I, I'm interested to see where, I guess, this new... The, these last two, it feels like a build-up to the, a trilogy or whatever. And yeah, it's it's weird, dude. Like, so we got like we got Child's Play one through three, which is yeah. like I feel like I feel like it's like a separate trilogy. Yeah, like you have the it's first like it, three, the middle two, and then these new three. Yeah, it's like it's a weird, it's a, it's a really cool, like uh, strange anthology of flicks. Like it's really amazing, like or series of flicks. It's it's really incredible how they are pretty much straightforward the first three then the, this, the middle two are very different yeah I think I think isn't C directed by Mancini himself yeah I think he's directed the last few I think he directed the last three yeah I think he did, did Seed and then Curse and then uh, Colt yeah 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 so it's pretty cool man like um, there's not a lot of, there's I don't think any of the Fridays or any of the nightmares are like that. I mean, besides West doing the first and coming back for new nightmare. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I, mean I think that's why they're so, it isn't kind of crazy that like he's been behind the writing of the majority of them, but they're still so like all over the place conceptually. Like it's, yeah, it's cool I mean, that he's willing to, to take it in different directions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, there's a re there is a reason that, these movies are still living on, and you know the, the Fridays and the Nightmares aren't aren't doing it. They're they're pretty much dead now. I yeah. mean, I don't know about I don't know about Friday. They might eventually do that that next sequel. I have no idea, but neither do I actually really care. I was never a big fan of Friday the Thirteenth movies, but you know I'm pretty sure Nightmares pretty much dead at this point. That, that remake I don't think did very well, and it's not a good movie. But no, um, but these are still living on. They're still fun. I mean, I, I went out and rented. You know, Coles. I rented. I went out, and rented uh, Curse, and they're, they're a blast. I, they're flicks that I've always dug, and um, that's why I want to talk to, talk to you about them on the show because they're a good time. And like, if you want to pick like a series of movies to watch on Halloween, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Watch Friday. Watch um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's cool, but you know, Chucky is going to be the most fun for me at least, yeah. and for you, I think too. So, 
No, I mean it's. I I would probably say it's my favorite of all the big horror franchises. No, no, no I, I agree too. Uh, you know, it, it, you got you got a lot out there, but you got you get the howling shit. You got like what I don't know, ten howling or eight howling movies. You got. Uh, you know, you got um, the well, fucking. Well, I'm one of the um, crazy people that my second would probably be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though those movies are all over the place quality wise. Oh, that, geez, they have some of the worst that. sequels, but I, I don't I, know. I, if I, I love all of them, kind of. I don't know, man, uh, for I, different reasons. I wouldn't say that. I don't think they're the worst. I mean, that's. that's I don't know. That, that, that Matthew McConaughey one's rough, but I, I still rough, enjoy it quite a bit. Well, you're not the only one because I enjoy that one a lot too. But those first three are really great. So I mean, I, I like the one with Vigo. Vigo is a that's a the, 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 what is it called? Um, I think that one's I called Leatherface. Is it called Leatherface? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. There's like two, two, that's what, the what thing. There's two of them called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's two of them called Leatherface. <laughs> I think the one, the third one's called. Is it? Is it not called Texas Chainsaw Three? Like, te, like Chain in the Family or some shit? I, don't I think it's know. Texas Chainsaw Three Leatherface. I think. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, I get confused too because the first two are one's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one's called Jessica Massacre Three. Me too. So it's like I'm confused. I you get yeah. the new beginning with the next generation, and you got uh, uh, the remake. The, the remake. The, the sequel to remake called like the beginning. You've got, got two prequels. Yeah, prequel. Yeah, prequel. I'm sorry. Okay, three is called Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Cannon Cannon pushed that one quite a bit. So, yeah. Um but like yeah, yeah, next generation, yeah, it's pretty rough, but you know, get the weird robotic McConaughey leg is a lot of fun. Um I've only seen two of the sequels, of the new sequels, so I don't I never I haven't watched um 3D or Leatherface just yet, so I, I like I liked. Uh, I think 3D is pretty pretty rough, but uh, I like is it? Leatherface. Okay. Leatherface is good. Okay. It's okay. It's right, it's well. definitely pretty different. It's it's going. It's shooting for something that to set itself apart from the rest of the series, which is. I mean, I I spoke earlier about movies that are just doing the same thing over and over again. That's kind of mm-hmm. what Texas Chainsaw Massacre has been doing. Okay. okay. All right. Well, it's better. I guarantee it's got to be. I haven't seen it before. I haven't seen it yet, and I guarantee you it's probably better than uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake or the Friday Thirteenth remake. Yeah, so, or, or the last like five Hellraiser movies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, <laughs> those are brutal too. That last one is uh, oof, man, it hurts. So it hurts to this day. Even though I love Bloodlines quite a bit. So yeah, me too. Um, uh, and you know, Inferno's got some good stuff in there too. Yeah, Their standards the get get lower and lower with all of these. They get they get real low. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess you know. I guess you could say that you know if you're looking for something for Halloween, I think I think you could do pretty good with uh, the first four Hellraiser flicks for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so um, yeah, man. Um, the first three Child's Play are great. I mean, all the Child's Play movies are a lot of fun. Uh, I'd recommend them to anybody. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, and listen, dude, I um, I can appreciate you more coming on here and talking with me about this stuff because uh, I love talking to you. So um, yeah, same here, man. It, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Like uh, I wanted to get this thing out for Halloween for uh, for a Cabal Corner Halloween episode, but uh, hey, just 
put your mind in fuck keep your mind mindset in Halloween. I think you can still uh still enjoy it. Oh yeah, so, every day is Halloween if you're a horror fan. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't don't pay attention to Walmart putting out Christmas uh stuff right now or Home Depot putting out Christmas stuff. It's still Halloween. Don't hey man, worry there's, about it. There's more than enough uh Christmas uh horror movies to to keep you. There keep are. You going. I highly yeah. recommend um Better Watch Out. I dude, I heard you know, I heard Jake talk about that, and I was I've been wanting to see that, and shit, I might actually watch it tonight. It's fantastic. So, it, it, I, he said, it "Was is it brutal?" Oh yeah. Okay, I, I gotta see it. But, all right, I want to watch it. Pretty bad. Um, so uh, Chris, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you, man? Do you want me to do it for you? Uh, I mean, you can basically Google the Cult of Muscle, and it all comes up. There's it's uh, the, there's it's com. If you want to come and jump on the uh, Facebook group, it's uh, facebook.com slash groups. I think slash cult of muscle. I think that's what it is. I can't remember. I, I think you're probably right. You could search it on Facebook and it, it'll pop up too. It will pop up. The good th- the good thing about the internet is everything has a search bar and you can find anything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I was telling the same thing. Like, just go fucking Google fucking Cult of Muscle. You'll find that shit real quick. But I mean, hey, if they're really cool, they're already on the fucking Cult of Muscle group, anyways. That's right. right. I think I do it. Um, well, hey, man. Um, I can never thank you enough for listening to me ramble and uh, do be a shitty host. Nah, dude, it was good time. Show. I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a good time. Man. I always. I'm still nervous. Uh, fucking nervous as shit. You know, just talking to you, man, because, you know, I look up to you guys and, uh, you know, this is where I kind of this is why I want to be in the po- in the podcasting world, because the uh, guys like you, Jake and Will and Sammy and all that stuff. So, well, they, they inspired us. So it feels good to know that we've inspired some other folks, too. Exactly. And that last the Halloween episode of Cult of Muscle is fucking awesome. So oh, thanks. Yeah, anybody out there that's listening to this episode, go listen to Cult of Muscle, listen to that. I, I would recommend the first, the, the, the most recent one, uh, Dracula. Uh, it's Yeah, man. we did Bram Stoker's Dracula and Ravenous. That was Yeah, fun. I mean, I love those fucking flicks, dude. I mean, you guys really hit up that, that sweet spot for me. I was like, I love these fucking movies. I'm so glad these dudes are talking about them. Well, we did, we did two heavy hitters, and then the next episode we did two, like, no one's heard of them except until recently. Uh, Empire of the Dark has been making its rounds, which I highly, highly, highly recommend uh, if you're looking for out of nowhere, obscure action horror fantasy nonsense on a, on a very low budget. It's on uh, YouTube, so it's on YouTube, yeah. You search out uh, Empire of the Dark. It's from 1990. Check it out. On the other side, of things we covered uh, Legion of the Dead. Uh, by Olaf Ittenbach. Don't mm. seek that one out. <laughs> that is one of the worst movies I think we've ever covered. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I did watch Empire of the Dark, so I might have to uh, send some feedback into the show. Nice. Because uh, Empire, I woke up uh, and I saw your post, and I was like, I have nothing happening right now. I'm going to watch Empire of the Dark on my phone with the headphones on. And I did. And I was like, I'm glad I fucking watched this movie. Yeah. This fucking fantastic. Uh, I've, I've now seen that movie twice in the last, like, three weeks, and I <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind watching it again. 
It's incredible. It's incredible. All I need is like a fucking this. I need when I watch fucking uh, in front of the dark beer. I'm just all I can think about the whole time is fucking hair metal, dude. Hair yeah. metal. I love hair metal, and I'm like this. <laughs> I get in my car and fucking listen to some fucking hair metal, man. I fucking listen, put some fucking Iron Iron Maiden on or some shit, man. Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. I'm glad you recommended it. And anybody needs to go. Everybody, you have no excuse. Go to YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So, um, all right, man. Well, uh, thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. Again. Yeah, no um, problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, anytime. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode of Cult, Cult of Muscle. And um, anything you guys put out is aces. Thanks. So, all right, man. Thank you. Thank you.